emergency episode of the College Football Daily. Chip Brown of Horns 24-7 is reporting that Texas and Oklahoma are officially leaving the Big 12, barring any unforeseen developments, and will join the Southeastern Conference. And the, the scoop here is that Texas and OU officials plan to inform the Big 12 on Monday that they won't renew when the Big 12's grant of rights expire in 2025, which would, of course, clear the path for Texas and OU to formally join the SEC. Trey Scott, I'm joined right now by Blake Brockermeyer, college football analyst for 24-7 Sports, and Chris Hummer, national college football reporter for 24-7 Sports. Guys, I think we've probably got too much Texas representation here, but this is you know the big story of the week, and, and I wanted to get the voices on. Chris, just sit tight. We're going to go to Blake first. Blake's a, a first-round pick. He played at Texas. I think he probably deserves to go first here. I've seen you play football, Chris. Uh, Blake, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll ask Chris for like kind of like the the legalese details here. But when you when you saw this news today, when you've been hearing the whispers all week, what is your immediate reaction for what this does to Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC? I think it's a it's an amazing thing. I think it's going to be great for everyone involved. I think joining the premier conference in college football that has, you know, the vast majority of the best players in college football on the biggest stage is going to be great. I mean, you, you take, you know, two of the Blue Blood programs in the country and you add them to, you know, what the SEC's already got and it just becomes a, a superpower. Chris, do you think they're going to be waiting until 2025 to officially join the SEC? That feels like a, a, a long time to kind of be separated. I would be shocked if they were going to be in this together for another four years. Uh, that is a really awkward four-year period if you're waiting that long. If this is going to happen, I would imagine it happens in 2022, 2023. I know the Big 12 ADs on their call last night were discussing buyouts. Chip Brown was saying Texas is willing to wait till 2025 in his story. But as you said, I just I can't imagine that being the scenario. This is going to cause so many dominoes to fall. You're going to start seeing schools like Kansas talking to places like the Big Ten and the ACC about potentially moving on. So I don't I don't really think you're gonna see all eight of the other Big Twelve schools wanting to wait either. This is gonna this is gonna fall apart pretty quickly. And I would be shocked if Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC by like twenty twenty three at the latest. Yeah, Chip was uh, Chip was breaking the numbers down. To leave earlier, each school would have to pay out nearly one hundred and sixty million dollars each. So pandemic year, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Texas's revenue every year, I believe, is like 210 million under normal circumstances. I think Oklahoma's probably closer to 160 million. So it's a significant amount of money. But when you're making a decision like this, it's clearly a long-term play. To move to the SEC, you're going to move your yearly take from the SEC from probably like 50 to 60 million with the new television contract, as opposed to like mid-30s under the Big 12. So I think Texas is thinking they can make this up in the long run and they're willing to pay it up front, most likely if it means kind of getting the uh, ball rolling with the SEC. Blake, do you think this can sort of salvage Texas's long-term football hopes? Oklahoma, I don't quite understand why they want to do this outside of making more money. I mean, they're, they're running through the Big 12 every season. For Texas, I think it was clear that the lack of an SEC alliance was hurting them on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. I think, you know, it definitely, I, I think this is going to really help Texas in recruiting. You know, A&M's got the SEC logo in the state of Texas and, and, you know, a, a vast majority of kids want to play against the best and the best conference. And so definitely hurts Texas. You know, I don't think the Big 12 is is a really appealing conference to a lot of kids besides just being close to home if you're from Texas. But, you know, kind of like you said, you know, it does kind of surprise me. I mean, Oklahoma's 
pretty much dominated the Big 12 for for the last you know six or seven years or maybe even longer. But it makes them pretty much a, a, a sure thing to have a, a really good chance to get in. But I think you know this will this this will help both both schools in recruiting. You know they'll play against the best. They'll be it, it'll be great for the fans. They'll have you know incredible games to attend home games. I mean, you know, I look at my season tickets, you know, and um, every year I'm like, wow, they're really unappealing for the most Kansas part. State. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a great home slate. I mean, I'm, you know, next year they have Alabama at home, which is going to be a, a, a huge game. But so I think that'll help. And it's just, you know, it's just the brand. I mean, the, the Texas and, and, and Oklahoma brand, you add that to the SEC, and it just creates a, a, a great fit for, for everyone involved. The truth is, I mean, to me, the SEC East, I don't know how they're going to break this thing up, but the East needs some firepower in it. I mean, they've got two strong teams in it pretty much every year. Uh, the West is a really strong division as it is, but the East needs 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 somebody that's a really good team or you know two teams even. So th- I think this will really uh, hopefully balance out the the, the powers in, in the SEC a little bit more and you know make it a, a, a even a more competitive conference. And you know with the expansion and the and the, and the playoffs coming in the next few years, I mean the SEC is going to have four to six spots in the playoff every year. Who you guys think are the losers here? Um, we'll, we'll name one each. Is is it A and M? Is it a Big Twelve school? Is it Oklahoma State? Hummer, what do you think? <laughs> it's schools like Baylor. It's schools like Kansas State. It's schools like Iowa State that had a Power Five spot for a long time. In some ways, in a lot of ways, they were propped up by Texas and Oklahoma, and I can understand Texas and Oklahoma wanting to move on. But I think when the uh, when the musical chairs stop here in a year and a year and a half or two years or whatever it's going to be, those are the type of schools that might get left out in the cold when we're talking about new super conferences or kind of an NFL-like situation with a lot of top teams kind of being in pods or whatever it is. Like Those are the schools that are going to kind of get left out. It's hard to imagine someone's going to want Kansas for the basketball and the, the Big Ten reports are already out there. And then you've got Baylor. Baylor just won a national title in hoops. They're probably like, you know, why are we getting assumed to be left behind? I was... I was surprised. I thought Oklahoma State had a little bit more of a connection to Oklahoma. I didn't know those two could move without each other. I would imagine Oklahoma State will be a power five school for sure somewhere. I don't know where it is. And then in the SEC, Blake, I know A&M is so unhappy about this. You you figure their title window. I mean, they w- once Texas joins the SEC, A&M is not going to have that that recruiting advantage that they've had. So so to me, they're they're a team that's that's furious about this. Do you agree with that? And is there anybody else who is kind of like, oh, okay, this just changed things for us? I mean, I think I think it, it mostly affects A and M because you know they're the only school in Texas that that's in the SEC, and you know they they definitely are proud of that and make a big deal out of it, which they should. I mean, it's a big it's a big deal. I think down the road, or maybe even sooner than down the road, I mean, it's going to affect everyone in the SEC because you know having two great programs that have a great brand that have a lot of followers and money and TV and, and uh, you know, great matchups over the year. 
I think it's going to affect everyone in the SEC because it's going to be a little bit harder to come into the state of Texas and pick off some of the top players when you know you're already in the SEC. And so I think it'll 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 strengthen both of those schools recruiting a little bit quicker than you would think, just having that that SEC brand on them. And uh, but I think you know, kind of like Chris said, you know, the rest of the schools kind of left in the in the big in the Big Twelve are going to be kind of left at you know, figure out where they're going to go. And it'll be interesting to see where they all land. But I mean, they're going to land somewhere. It's just a matter of what do the other conferences do? And, and, and you know, Notre Dame's the, the big chess piece on where they end up at, because once they figure out what they're going to do, then that really changed the landscape of, of, of all the conferences, I think. I'm just curious if you're, let's say if you're Mississippi State, are you happy to add Oklahoma and Texas to the league? Besides besides money, like from a competitive standpoint in football, are you happy to have Texas and Oklahoma come into the league? I mean, I would think probably not. They're a competitive team and, and they've done some good things over the years. But I mean, I think that the team's kind of near the, the bottom of the SEC. I think that that hurts them. I think even the mid, the mid-level schools, I, I think it's, it's really going to depend on how they break it up. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of great matchups and history and tradition uh, in the SEC, and so you know, is you know, Florida Georgia is going to happen every year. I think you know the Iron Bowl is going to happen every year. I think you know some of the some of the great you know rivalries. I mean, the Egg Bowl is going to. I mean, you would think those those kind of things are going to be a yearly deal. But it'll be interesting to see how they break it up. They even, you know, break them up into 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 two different divisions, or I've seen four, or just do it like the Big Twelve does and say, hey, first and second place, you know, have at it. You guys are in the championship game. And then the other interesting piece to me is, you know, is the championship game even gonna gonna be as big a deal now? I mean, you've got all these games and more playoff games coming and more hits on the body for all these players. So, you know, at some point, you know, most fans would want college football to last 365 days a year if they could. But, you know, like for me, as for, I have a different view because I got kids and in, in, in that are doing it. I don't want them playing 20 games a year. I mean, that's, that's not great on their bodies and they're already in you know, a a tough sport as it is. So it'll be interesting to see how it all, all shakes out, but uh, it's going to be, it's going to be great for everyone involved. I think. Yeah. I think the, the burning questions you hit on it, Blake, it's, it's how many games are you playing? Does SEC go to nine? How did the pods get broken up? I like the pod idea more than the the divisions. Uh, What does success look like? Like in an expanded playoff, can you, can you be in, in a tough SEC pod and go eight and four? and make the playoff and and the other conferences are hearing this and rolling their eyes. And so then the onus is on the big 10, the ACC, and I guess the PAC 12 to make a move here. Um, Who, who, who can they add to strengthen their conference? And then what happens to the big 12 and, and and all of its wonderful institutions. We feel bad today for the the Iowa States and the the Baylors of the world. Um, Well, I do, I don't know if you guys do, but we'll just have to see what happens we'll, we'll, we'll end this i appreciate you guys hopping on here for an emergency episode of the college football daily for blake brockermeyer for chris hummer and our producer lance glenn i'm trey scott plenty of big news coming up in the next few weeks i'm sure stay locked into the college football daily okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.